Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. My name is Tomas Martinez, and I am super excited about today's guest. Today we have Rob Myers, the owner and director of instruction at R2M Golf Academy. Welcome, Rob. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I know it's going to be a busy day, mm -hmm. so let's dive in. I want to know, tell me... Cliff Note version, mm -hmm. your San Antonio story. San Antonio story. Um, I've, I've been here a long time, so I, I grew up a military brat. Uh, so I, I moved all around the country in my younger years. Um, got here in 97 when I was in high school. Uh, my dad was stationed at Fort Sam, and so that brought us down to, to Texas. Um, really had not played any golf until that point. Um, was into a lot of other sports, right? So I played football and baseball growing up. Uh, got to Texas and... and at that time, I was 13 years old, uh, realized that my size uh, and strength was probably not going to be really my, my major asset in life, right? So um, I started looking at other sports, uh, got into golf a little bit, just totally fell in love. Um, and San Antonio is a great place to do it, right? So um, once I played a little bit of golf at, at Churchill, it was just something I said, hey, this is, this is what I'm going to chase. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and, and the rest is history there. I mean, I... I Literally lived on the golf course for about two and a half or three years. From that time when you first moved here? I, I did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's all. Well, so, thank the military. Absolutely. That's fantastic, absolutely. man. I actually remember coming out and I, I started at Churchill and said, hey, you know, I think I'm going to play football. And and so I, you know, I was all signed up and registered and went out for one of their like summer camps, like right before my freshman year. And um, I'll never forget walking out there on the field and I saw all these guys and I thought, you know, wow, this is cool. This is like a senior-led, like varsity thing. And I told one of the uh, one of the people, like at the the admin, about that, and and they said, "What do you what do you mean senior-led?" I said, "All those guys out there." They said, "No, that's the rest of the freshmen." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, you got to be you got to be kidding me!" Like these the, are like grown men. Yeah, these are the guys that I, that guy's got a full beard. You know, I'm like five one, 105 pounds, right? So, oh um, my god. So I soon realized that you know. Uh, that was probably not going to be the direction I was going to take my yeah. athletic career. Yeah. Uh, so, so you played your freshman year in high I school. I did. Okay, I did. I did too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember very distinctly going to the uh, football uh, coach mm -hmm. and basically letting him know um, I will no longer be playing. Mm -hmm. I, I just I can't. There's mm -hmm. no way this is going to work yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I remember that day. I did not break 100 pounds mm -hmm. until my sophomore year okay. of high school. We would have been what friends. about you? We would have been friends. We would have been boys. We would have been really yes. good friends. I was, I was 105 pounds, 5'1", yeah. 105 pounds going into or leaving my sophomore year of high there school. There you go. Yeah. There we go. We were right there with you. We yeah. should have been just like eating in the corner or something. Ser trying seriously. To, to sack up some seriously. Okay, so – Go back to that time, um, you know, being a military, moving around quite mm -hmm. a bit. I'm curious, you know, what was that like coming into San Antonio at 13? You're, you're, you're coming into this new school. You're coming into Churchill. Go back to that time. What was what was young Rob like back at that point? Uh, it, it was um, yeah, there's a piece of that that's exciting. Right. I mean, we we moved around a lot. And so it was it was something that um, that we were kind of used to. So. Um, I've got an older sister. We were always real close. And so as we traveled around, we we're real close knit family. Uh, so going to new places wasn't something new for us. Right. I mean, it was something that, Hey, that's, that's just what we did. Uh, and so it's, you know, go to school and, and you're involved in a sport or organization. You, you make new friends and, and off you go. Uh, that's a challenging time though. Right. I mean, high yeah. school, when you go from, from middle school, you kind of, you generally would go with a group of friends. And so I'm coming in like knowing nobody except the grown men that I thought were seniors that yeah, were really right. freshmen <laughs> on the football team. So, um, you know, I mean, that that was um, that was different. I mean, it was challenging, right? Because those, you know, I think like in a lot of circumstances, if, if you're not part of that that click that's going to be the starting group or whatever, then friends are a little harder to come by. Right. So yes. I, it's not like I jumped right in and became, you know, friends with the varsity quarterback or something like that. Right. Yeah. So it was. Um, it, it was a tough first year for me in an yeah. adjustment period, um, but but fortunately I, w I was able to find golf and and that was something that you know while I'm a, I'm a team oriented person that was something that I could do on my own. Yes, uh, which was great, right? I mean, it was a great outlet for me. I could go practice on my own. I, I could I could focus. It, it was um, something I didn't have to depend on other folks for. Yes, uh, so it ended it ended up being something I could really lean on that was helpful, uh, kind of to, to get me 
to get me through what was what was a difficult time. Yeah. For sure. So where, where were some of the other places that you were stationed with your, uh, with your family? Uh, so I was born in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and then from there I was uh, Germany and where at in Germany in Würzburg, Germany. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so from Würzburg, uh, we came back to the states. We're in Northern Virginia. Okay. Uh, Northern Virginia to Washington State. Washington State back to Northern Virginia. Oh my gosh! And then down to Texas. Yeah. So you were East Coast, West Coast, yeah. and then back all over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And in Texas, your family fell in love with Texas. It Absolutely. Sounds like. Yeah. Now, were anybody from Texas? Nobody's your from Texas. Nobody's from Interesting. Texas. Interesting. Yeah. We always thought of Texas as being like its own country. Yeah. yeah. It pretty much is. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And I remember telling. Really? Them, yeah. I told my my friends when I was leaving Virginia. I said, Hey, you know, we're going to Texas, and and I had one buddy. He's like, Hey, you guys gonna ride horses to school? Or like, you know, like, what do they do? down there and, of course um so i mean it, it is it was different is it it's a it's definitely no northern virginia um right I, and i i that's not a bad thing you know i mean i, I love texas and am happy to be here obviously i stayed right you stayed so. yeah yeah it's hard to leave you know san antonio you know there's a couple of points christina and i thought about it but it's mm -hmm. really tough to leave this city it's mm -hmm. such a great city so now you go through school you get on the golf team. Mm -hmm. You you basically become like a like a golf course just junkie. You were just mm -hmm. on the course. Who was your inspiration that got you into golf? Um, that's a great question. Uh, you know, the, I took my first golf lesson with a guy named Tom Cavino. Is he still uh, here? Is he, he still in San Antonio? He is. He is. Yeah. So he uh, he actually owned and operated the driving range uh, that was or that is right down the street from the studio here um, off of Blanco Road. That was really? previously Joe Caruso, the Joe Caruso, the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, tell me, say his name again. Who was the guy? Uh, Tom Cavino. Tom Cavino. Shout out yeah. to Tom, Tom Cavino. Tom yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, and so I, I worked with Tom for uh, probably 10 or 12 months right out of the gate, you know, and he he really kind of got me passionate about the game. Um, he's super energetic guy, uh, yeah. fantastic working um, working with, with especially kids, yeah. um, or younger students. And, and so he really kind of, uh, got me hooked on the game. What um, was it? What did he do that was able to do that? Cause that's really difficult. It is right. So what do you think were the keys that, that Tom did that helped you kind of fall in love? Now, some people naturally fall in love. Sure, you, you've sure. seen that. Yeah. But what do you think that he did specifically? Uh, I, I think his, um, his just general excitement, right was mm. was huge right i mean you'd go into a lesson and he, he was always upbeat and he was always positive and and he was always talking i mean it's just just a very high energy guy um and that got me excited about doing it right i mean i looked forward to going to golf lessons and and he was a super positive person mm. uh and i think just an overall overall just a good influence yeah uh, that's cool yeah um and so very very supportive and and i'm friends i'm friends with tom till this day uh yeah. so i saw him a couple weeks ago and uh just, just a great guy, and I think that that really kind of got me started, okay, uh, and and spurred me along, and and I had a couple instructors along the way after Tom that yeah. uh, that were extremely influential, yeah. Uh, but I, he he really, I think, kind of planted the seed. He set the stage, he right? He did. Anybody in your family play golf? Uh, yeah, I've, I've actually got uh, my dad played a lot of golf when yeah. he was alive. Uh, yeah. My granddad played a ton of golf. I've got um, uncles and cousins that play golf, and. It was introduced to me originally when I was very young, like seven or eight years old, and my, my granddad sent me to a golf camp, and I was like, I mean, this is kind of boring. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is moving way too slow. Right, right. Um, and so it was just kind of like a, a flash, right? I mean, I, I went to a golf camp and swung the club around and then, you know, didn't pick it up again. Right. Now, did you have Jack energy when you were little? Because I, 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 I've met your son. Jack, yeah. Jack energy, there's... There's like certain energy and there's Jack energy. Yeah, I had I had energy. I'm yeah. not sure I was on that level. You weren't that though. Jack energy? No, I, I wasn't on that <laughs> level. Son is awesome. He, he's he's got a lot of. I mean, he's got energy for days. Yeah, um, that's killer. It, it is. It's cool. It's yes. it's exhausting. Um, yes. But I, anytime I'm anytime I'm frustrated with it or I'm thinking like, man, this kid's got to calm down. I think it's to me, it's better than the alternative. One hundred percent. So yes, yes, I'd, yes, yes. I'd rather be trying to get him to calm down than trying to peel him off the couch. So exactly, um, that is exactly right. It's okay, so high school. How'd you do in high school? So you you gra graduate high school and you mm -hmm. go to St. Mary's. Is that correct? I did. Yes. So talk about. Uh, did you go in there for golf? Were you going there? Uh, was, was it part of a golf scholarship? Like, how did that transition from it, high school? It was. I actually, you know, I I just did all this talking about how I was uh, obsessed with golf and, and kind of like just lived on the golf course. But the truth is, I was bad. I mean, I when I started playing golf, I, I was, I mean, bad would be a kind way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I started playing um, my sophomore year. I did not make the golf team. Okay. Uh, 
And then the second semester of my sophomore year, I did make the golf team. Okay. So it was kind of like, you know, here we go. I got thrown into a varsity event uh, very quickly, which was an ugly event. Uh, <laughs> ugly. Do you remember one hole in that event? I, I remember the number when I was done, and it was bad. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was 111. Okay. Uh, and so I, I was literally known as 111 for the next year. That's what they called you. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty wow. much, yeah. And so um, I remember my, my high school coach at the time, uh, Mike Martin was his name. Yeah. He's actually the coach now at Johnson High School, so he's, okay. he's still around. Um, he, he's a, a great high school coach and, and was, was always very supportive, but he, uh, he said, you know, Rob, we, we got to get you playing a little bit better. You know what I mean? I think if – I mean, there's a question of whether I'm going to make the team my junior year playing yeah. golf. I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty bad, and I um, – I used that kind of as, as inspiration, though I did, you know. Yes. So after 111, I was like, I'm going to ditch this nickname as fast as possible. I love it. Um, so I, I just, I played. So it motivated it you. It did. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I played in practice like crazy. Yeah. Uh, somewhere between my junior and senior year, things started to, to trend up quickly. Okay. Um, and I had a good senior year of high school. Uh, was fortunate enough to, to have the opportunity to play college golf. Yes. Uh, and so that was just part of a, a scholarship at St. Mary's. That's awesome. Um, and once I once I saw the success there, I mean that continued to motivate me. Uh, so my my four years of college golf were just literally eat, sleep, golf, and occasionally pick up a book. I and you, I, I got to go to class real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? ser seriously, seriously, yeah. Well, that's what. Now that's really interesting, right? Because you know, people, I, I'm sure you people would like they may talk to you and they may assume like, well. He was just like this scratch golfer mm -hmm. from the moment he picked up the sticks. And the reality is that's really not the case for most people picking up the sticks when they start. No, I no. I mean, it's just not. It's, it's not. It's, uh, it's an incredibly challenging game, right? And, and I think people who have done things athletically before, they watch golf on TV, and it, it, seems, um, it seems pretty simple. It seems pretty easy. I mean, the ball's not even moving. I mean, there's like nobody's heckling them. Um, but then they pick up a club and try it, and they're like, man, this is – this is a little harder than I thought. It's a lot harder. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, it it does not come natural to many people. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That's just. I think that's that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Um, so so then uh, uh, so we go. You you start your career and then mm -hmm. you begin uh, from from uh, college. Did you have aspirations uh, going in, uh, from a pro standpoint? Like what kind of happened the transition once you got out of college with golf? So uh, when I graduated from school, I I had played well enough my last couple years of college to to say, hey, I, I think I want to try and play competitively. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I continue to improve at that at that pace, maybe. Um, maybe I, I can, you know, compete at that level and yeah. make some money doing it. Um, and so, I mean, there were, there was, uh, value in that to me, at least just to, let's say, scratch that itch, right. Whether right. or not it, it actually happened. I felt like if I didn't at least try, I'd regret that. Yeah. Um, and so when I graduated, uh, I went ahead and I tried for, for two years to play competitively. Okay. Um, it was mainly just traveling around and playing like mini tour events. Okay. Um, so that's like, uh, Adams pro golf tour, us pro golf tour, um, it's not a uh, it's not a glorious yeah. lifestyle by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So this is get jumping in the car. It literally tournament is. To tournament. Yeah. yeah. So you know, people say a lot like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, you you play like, uh, did you ever play with Tiger? Or did you play? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's not playing like that, right? I mean, right. Playing mini tour golf is is you know literally you run a shower curtain across the back of your car, and yeah. you know you've got your clothes hanging on it. And you go from one small town to the next, and you're in you know, Victoria, Texas, and then Beaumont, and then you're up in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, and then over to, to you know, somewhere in New Mexico, Louisiana. I mean, so it's not, um, it's not glorious. Like, it's, right. Yeah, you know, you, right. you think of, like, professional athlete and, and some of the stuff that comes along with that, and, and that's not what the the grind, the daily grind is for a mini tour guy. Yeah, um, but, but, but a lot of those guys, that's how they get from there to the tour, I mean, they've got to go through. It's part of the process. It is absolutely, yeah. And so I, I told myself when I when I started that I, it was going to be a stepping stone for me, right? Okay. And and I was either going to you know take that step and continue to move towards the next level, or it was something I was not going to do. Right, right, um, right, 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 right. And and so after you know a year and a half to two years of that, it it was a scenario where uh, financially just it wasn't making sense. Yeah, uh, and I I wasn't. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't really making that step forward that I needed to. Okay. 
Uh, and so in order to kind of to make ends meet, you know, I started to, um, to work in a golf shop here. I actually worked over at Silverhorn. Okay. Um, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to work in the golf shop a little bit, you know, when I'm in town so I can at least make some money when I'm here. Right. Um, I'll still play a little bit. Uh, as I did that, I actually had the opportunity to start teaching a little bit. Ah, um, okay. That's when it started. What year was it that? It did. Uh, so that was 2007. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I had a good friend of mine um, who teaches here in town, Nathan Camacho, Okay. Um, was teaching at Silverhorn, and, and he provided me the opportunity to, to teach a few golf lessons, um, which I'm very grateful for. And, and uh, I kind of thought, well, you know what, I'm I'm going to teach some golf and mm -hmm. at least I can make some money when I'm in town, but I'm really going to go back out and make some money yeah. playing golf. Right. And, uh, after I taught a few golf lessons, I was really surprised at, uh, how much I enjoyed teaching. Mm. I, I didn't, I didn't expect it to, to be something I really enjoyed that much. It was more like, Hey, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to help pay rent. Yeah. Um, but I actually, much like I fell in love with playing golf, I, I really fell in love with teaching it. Yeah, um, and seeing some of the results and, and seeing what the um, kind of the the joy that you, that you could help others achieve, like with yeah. the game, yeah, uh, was awesome. Yeah, um, and so as I'm doing that, I'm I'm teaching a little golf and I'm I'm making some money and then going on the road and really not making much money and I've got a family. It it you know it didn't make a lot of sense for me to keep yeah. to keep hitting the road. Yeah. Um, and as competitive as I was, and and that's that's I'm still a very competitive person. I yeah. Mean, um, I'm competitive almost in everything that I do. Right. right. Uh, it was just something that, um, that just didn't make a lot of sense anymore. And it was uh, time. It was time. Yeah. Was time. Do you, do you remember, uh, I, I would imagine when you're, when you're, when you're on the road and you're trying, you're trying to make it mm -hmm. right. It's like, it's like a, it's like a business owner. Sure. Sure. It's like an entrepreneur. You're sure. trying to make it, you're going through it. Was there, was there ever a moment in that part where you you were seeing other people that were make that they were able to make that transition they were able to go from that stepping stone to the next stepping stone and you did you see anything where you go okay that was the difference this was the difference was there anything that just kind of like that you as, now looking back mm -hmm. on it were the keys for people making able to being able to make that transition I think I think there were a couple. I mean, I, I certainly remember a uh, a time I played a tour event, a mini tour event in in Lubbock, um, and I was staying with a buddy up there, and we were having a good time. It was it was a good week, and um, after Friday, I made the cut, and I was in third place, and I uh, I was eight under through two rounds, okay. and I thought, hey, you know, things are good, right? Um, and in that third round, I did not play well. I shot seventy seven, and one of the guys I was playing with, he was eight under going into the third round as well. He was tied for third. And, um, that afternoon he, he shot 60, uh, he shot 66 or 67 and shooting 66 or 67. He went from tied for third to tied for ninth. So he went back six spots after that round. And I played with him and I watched that round and obviously I didn't play well, but I remember sitting in the, in the, my buddy's basically dorm room or house that night. And I said, I was talk I was like literally talking to myself, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can do that. You know what I mean? I don't know that that's in me. Um, you know, cause even if I would have played lights out again and shot 60, I was playing well that week. Like I still would have gone backwards. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that was a, that was a difficult, I mean, but a, a necessary time for me because yeah. I, I started to realize at that moment, like, you know, maybe, maybe this is not, maybe this is not the time for me to do yeah. this. Not that I'll, not that I'll ever play competitively again, but, right. um, that was a moment that was like, Hey, there's a few dudes around me that are just doing something different yes. that I'm not like, I'm not on that level yet. Yes. Um, and when I look back at that, I, I think it was probably more, um, like a mental one than it was yeah. a physical one. Right. Um, that I just was not in the, in the headspace and, and mentally, um, my game had not, had not reached that place mentally where I yeah. could, I could deal with that kind of stress. Yeah. Um, which I, 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 I'm sitting here like, even when you said he shot a 66 and he went backwards. Yeah. I mean, it, it was insane. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean the, the scores that, that day and I, like, I still think about it every once in a while. I'm like, how, how are there that many people that shot somewhere between 62 and 65? Right. I mean, right. It, it's like, that's crazy. Good golf. Um, yes, it is. I don't, I don't care where you are. Um, or, or, or what level you're playing at. I mean, that's just, 
That's a lot of birdies. That's a lot of birdies. <laughs> That's a lot of birdies. And a lot of eagles. <laughs> and a lot of eagles. That's right. That's right. right? And a lot of eagles. Now, I, I, and, and I think, you know, the mental aspect of the game, mm-hmm. right? So when you're, you're coaching now, now you're coaching, you're, you're, you're at R2M Golf Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, your location is uh, right behind Oakwell Farms. What's the name of that street that you're uh, on? Ira Lee. Ira Lee. Yep. Right on Ira Lee. My son goes there. Mm-hmm. Enzo loves working with you awesome love it. i mean rob he loves working with you love and it. i really appreciate just the hard work that you put into that because i know it's not easy sure you know sure. Coach, co- coaching kids i was a teacher mm-hmm. okay it's not easy mm-hmm. but now you know the mental aspect i talk a lot about mindset right and so i i'm curious now that you've coached all these you've coached a lot of kids you've coached adults the mindset what are you trying to instill in a new golfer mm-hmm. And then kind of like that piece. And then what are you trying to instill in, in, in someone that, you know, maybe they're in their 40s, they're an executive, they're trying to get their golfing better. What is the, is it, is the mindset the same or is it a little different? Do you start tweaking it? I'm curious your thought on that. Yeah, I think um, I think probably the one thing that's the same is that it's it's there's got to be a certain level of patience there. Right. So, I mean, whether you're. Um, you know, whether you're teaching someone who's six years old and or whether they're 66. Right. And, and which is crazy to think about that. I mean, the mind of a six year old versus someone that age is so different. But um, if there's not a certain level of patience associated with with the journey that golf is, then um, it's going to be a struggle for everybody involved. Man, I'm glad you said um, that. And so, and it, so hear that again. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's, it's it's patience. It's patience. Patience. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I tell people a lot that it's, um, you know, there's a reason that it's a game of a lifetime. Right. Um, and that it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that you're constantly going to be learning and, and getting better at even the guys that play on tour, they're working towards something they're, they're constantly learning or working on their game. They're not, um, that, that journey's never finished. Right. Um, you know, and, and golf is not a project. I tell people that a lot. Right. I mean, projects have start dates and they have Mm. end dates. Um, and, and golf is not that it has a start date, but there is no end date really. Yeah. Right? That, I'm going to pause right there. Cause that, that's a really interesting mindset. Mm-hmm. Golf is not a project, right? And, and I'm going to just flip that to business. Like your business is not a project, right? Right. So if you take that same mindset with your business and you're like, Oh, I just got this project here and eventually it's going to be, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Business is the infinite game. Sure. Just like golf. It's a life game. I love that. Yeah. So it's patience. It's golf is not a project. I love that. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. And and when you say that about business, right, I don't think, I don't think anybody opens a business and they say, you know, I'm opening this business on this date and I plan to close it on this date. Right. Right? I mean, that's, it's like, I love that. You know, you, you open it and, and your dreams are big, right? I mean, you think, this, this business is going to be in so incredible. I'm going to have to pass it down to somebody or, or yeah. sell it before I die or something. I mean, that's, it's like a, it's a forever thing. Yes. Um, it becomes your, your baby, right? Yes. Um, and so I think, I think golf is a lot like that. You know I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I think when, when you start, you're, you know, you're, you're going to play it forever. You're going to learn right. it forever. Right. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, Patience with the game, mm-hmm. understanding you're not, this is not just a project. We're not just going to have a start and end date. Sure, sure. <laughs> you're not going to start and go, okay, in six months, I'm going to shoot 300 yeah. par. Yeah, ab- I mean? Absolutely. And then I'm done with lessons forever. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I had a, I was oh. teaching a, a beginner, uh, beginner ladies group one time and I had a lady, uh, we get like two classes in, right. And she's just, we're working on, on still pitching and, and, um, uh, she's struggling a little bit like most of them are of course so she backs up and she says i gotta ask you rob um how long is it going to take me to get good Mm. and i said is that a trick question and and she she says she says no like like how long like how long do i need to get good how long will i need to do this before i can get good right and and i said well well good's a relative term right so so good relative to what and she said well where i don't have to think about anything i can just like set up to the ball and hit it and I said never wow and she kind of looked at me funny and I I said sorry I mean I I just you know I don't think you will ever reach a point in your golfing career where you will think about nothing and you'll just set up and hit the ball right right I mean it's just that's it's it's a thinking man's game thinking woman's game right Um, I love that 
So un- unfortunately for her, I, I, her golf career did not last a whole lot longer, right? I mean, she just, she did not like that response. So it was um, the reality of that answer probably was shattering. It, it was, and it could shatter a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, the only thing right? I I can take, uh, I feel like it it helps me to to put my head on the pillow to say I probably saved her a lot of money though, right? I mean, because maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, it, was, it was brutally honest, but in the same breath, like it's obviously something it's, that that maybe she shouldn't be doing. But it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth at the end of the day. Um, I got to talk about yoga. Okay. Okay, because I remember you mentioning this to me that that yoga saved you and your body. Mm -hmm. And and, and so I do think we need to spend just a little bit of time talking about that journey. What was going on physically with your body to where you were like, okay, I need something. And then what transpired with the yoga? Sure. Um, You know, when I I played – college golf and and I played uh, I played right-handed I'm a I'm a right-handed person right and so I I did that for for all of my career and and um you know I always worked out like kept myself in what I thought was pretty good shape yeah. uh and then when I stopped playing competitively you know I mentioned earlier what a competitive person that I that I am um and after I'd been teaching for a couple of years I kind of ran into this um yeah I'm, I'm not gonna call it like a depression but it, it was just kind of a bummer it was like you know um uh, I love to play golf. I don't get to play much golf anymore. I don't get to scratch that competitive itch. Right. I, I was in kind of a funk, like, yeah, it's great helping people, but you know, selfishly, I, I kind of wanted to do something for me. Um, and so I thought I I need to do something to jumpstart my, the way I feel about golf, like bring Mm -hmm. a little excitement back for me. Uh, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to teach myself to play golf again. Uh, but left-handed. Right. So time out, time out. (laughs) Yeah. You decided to relearn your swing left-handed. Left-handed, and it was it just. What year was this? Uh, this was in two thousand and ten. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so I've been I so I've been teaching for like three years, right? And oh I said, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and teach myself to play left-handed. I think I'm a pretty good instructor, right? Um, I'm a fantastic athlete, right? So this should not be that hard. No. Yeah. So I sounds um, incredible. Incredibly crazy hard, but keep going. Yeah, so I, I reached out to to a guy at Callaway that I work with. I'm I'm a Callaway staffer, and so I've, I've yeah. used their equipment for years. And I said, hey, this year on my staffing agreement, why don't you send me some left-handed clubs? And he started laughing. And he said, who are you getting clubs for? Yeah. You know, I said, for me. And he yeah. goes, seriously? Like, what do you? No. You know, I'm not going to do that. And I said, like, it's no skin off your back. Just send me some left-handed clubs, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you, you probably have some old beat-up ones, and... You know, they won't go against your staffing account, so yeah. just send them my way. Yeah. He says, whatever, Myers. Yeah. Right. So he sends me these left-handed clubs, and, and I'm on the range, and I'm, I'm just going at it, right, for, uh, you know, probably six weeks. Okay. And I get six weeks in, and I can't move. Right? Like, I, like I, I'm six weeks in. I'm getting up. I've got, like, a stiff neck. You know, I come into work. Like, I'm, people are hitting golf balls, and I'm trying to watch them hit, and I'm like, you know, I can't see the ball fly. I'm, I'm – I'm, you know, in my mid twenties, I'm thinking, like I'm an I'm, I was like a collegiate athlete, right? I run yeah. like half, I run like half marathons. Like I can't swing a golf club left handed. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Um. And so, I said, I gotta I gotta figure this out, right? Um. And I remember in college, someone had recommended yoga to me for for golf, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> you know, get out of like, here, get out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm working on beach muscles, right? That's I'm not right. doing any yoga, right? So, um, I thought, you know what? Like, what's the worst that can happen? I can't move right now. So I'm going to take a yoga class. And it was all in your neck. You felt really stiff or neck, your whole body? Neck, neck and upper back. Okay. Right? Okay. Just just a total mess, right? Okay. Um, and so I, I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to take a yoga class, right? And so I, I took a yoga class and felt pretty good. And um, it was actually my, my wife had, had said, um, you know, why, why don't you try yoga, right? So yeah. she... Um, she ended up buying me a pass, like a five pack or something yeah. for some yoga classes, which she probably uh, now at this time regrets, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, I'm here, I am like a couple weeks in, I'm doing yoga poses in the living room at nine o'clock at night. You know, I'm like, look at this, look at this. Right. Oh, but wow. so, you got, so you got a little competitive. Yeah. Just so, a little, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Right. Like, like my nature. So I'm totally, totally get hooked on yoga. Right. And, and I'm like, like, uh, uh, yogi for a year right so i'm going all over san antonio i'm going to different yoga studios i'm taking classes whatever okay um, and i feel great right i mean my like my body feels good haven't haven't touched a club left-handed i was like you know what maybe that was kind of silly yeah 
So I go back to right-handed and um, um, hitting golf balls right-handed while I'm doing yoga for a year. And then I get this wild hair again the following year. And I said, you know what? Now I'm going to go back to left-handed and see what happens. Okay. So here we are like 2011-ish. Uh, picked up the lefty set again. And I played golf for a year left-handed the entire year. Not one neck problem. Not one body issue. Really? Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is so cool. You know, I got like six months in and I was like, I... Like, I can't believe that I thought I was that in shape and I really was that unbalanced with my body. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, yoga was able to un, like get all that like tension, mm -hmm. release it all. Yeah. And allow you to get back to even trying to hit left handed again. Correct. Correct. And, and really, I felt like to balance to better balance my body. Right. So yeah. I, I felt like my core strength was better. I felt like my flexibility was better. Um, and so I played that whole year left handed. And okay, I, I got to ask. Mm -hmm. Best score left-handed. Um, I've only really played uh, probably eight to ten rounds, yeah. like full rounds yeah. left-handed. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And as long as I don't get in a bunker, I'm really, yeah. I'm really okay, okay. right? So okay. Um, I shot several rounds in the low 90s that way. That's insane. Um, but That's if, insane. If you put if you put me in a bunker, I'm gonna have to take an unplayable lie or yeah. you know hit the sand and throw the ball out or something. Right, right, right. right, 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 right. Not, not, good wedge. Not yeah, seriously, not so good. <laughs> Um, that's the one time I'll call a mulligan card when I can get in the bunker left-handed. I, I, I can't even, I has, has, do you know of any other PGA instructor that has done that? Uh, I've I, never heard of anybody. I know, I know a couple of people that, that can play both ways, okay. right? That can do that. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe not that, that tried in like kind of a stubborn fashion that I did. Okay. Um, you know, to where I just took my right-handed clubs and basically locked them in the closet. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it was it was a cool experience. And when I got about halfway halfway into it that year, I decided, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I want to I think I want to share this with other people. You know, I mean, yeah. if if that could help me at the age and stage that I thought I was in life, then imagine what yoga could do for some guy who's, you know, 70 years old and has a bad back. Right. Or, yes. you know, I mean, and, and there's a, a large part of the golfing population that fits that that kind of demographic. Right. That's yep. that's maybe older uh, bodies, maybe not in great shape. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, it, it's something that I, I started doing a few yoga classes at Silver when I was working there, I rented out their, their pavilion. Um, That's awesome. and, and we were just running like what we called golf specific yoga, which, yeah. which was really just a way to try and get some of those, some of those guys in there and, and, and doing that. And it was a cool experience. I feel like it was a, um, you know, maybe a, a chapter of my life that yeah that was a shorter one it opened and closed right, um, right. you know relatively uh quickly yeah um but it, it was a it was an exciting one um and it's it's something i learned a lot from um and it got your body back and it, and it got my body back into yeah. much better shape gotcha. um, do you still do any yoga now i i do not yeah. nearly as much as i would like to uh, yeah. my my lifestyle at the moment doesn't unfortunately allow it um yeah. as much as i'd like but yeah. uh you know, it, it's something I feel like I can always go back and draw on or, or yeah. you know, I'll maybe not going to attend yoga classes, but yeah. um, but but certainly doing series of poses or stretches when I'm when I'm feeling tight or my body doesn't feel great. You know what to do. I know what to do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. killer. That's it's, killer. It's, it's kind of a, a cool um, kind of a, a cool experience for me. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the academy. You open the academy. Yep. Uh, R2M. You mm -hmm. open that academy. Uh, what year? The golf academy uh, in 2017. 2017, open it up and talk about what you guys offer at the at your golf academy. Sure, um, it's uh, really an exciting uh, adventure for me, right? I uh, I was at at Silverhorn for the better part of ten years, um, and when I left Silverhorn, it it was um, it was difficult, right? I mean, I, I built a lot of really good relationships there, and um, you know, I saw this opportunity to to take over this facility. Yeah. Um, the unique, the, the, you know, particularly unique part about this for me was that, uh, I had learned to, to play some golf there. Right. So when I was in college, uh, I worked with a gentleman by the name of Stan Altgelt, who, uh, who I learned a lot from golf wise. Right. I mean, he, and he was probably an inspiration for me in my later years with golf, mm. um, much like Tom Cavino was in my earlier years. Um, mm -hmm. and Stan actually taught at that facility. Okay. Uh, it was at the time just, um, not in good shape. Right. I mean, it, it was something a, a driving range that had been there for years, but um, over time, it changed hands uh, ownership a few times and um, was not really not really taken care of. Right. Or, or shown kind of the TLC it needed. Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely a, um, 
uh, an undertaking, yeah. right? And so it's a passion I, project. It is a passion project. I like I like that. Yeah, as as I tell people, it's a labor of, labor of love, labor yes. of love, right? So, yes. um, I I kind of made the leap to do that. I was fortunate enough to have a, a couple folks that worked with me at Silverhorn that were, um, you know, maybe as as enthusiastic slash crazy or stupid like I was yeah. to say, you know what, like we're just gonna go and and start mowing a bunch of grass and yeah. throwing a bunch of sand around and see what happens. Yeah. Um. And in fact, when we uh, originally bought it, you know, I, I didn't even tell anybody that, that I had it for like three months Oh, really, because it was, I felt like it was in such bad shape. I didn't really even want to put uh, like my name to it yet. I'm like, yeah. Hey, I, I don't want people to come out here and see this. Yeah. And I even had like one of my buddies came out there and looked at it and, and, um, he says, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And, and I, I said, I've, I kind of already have. Yeah, yeah. I've already committed. So he's, I remember he's standing there, and he's got his hands on his hips, and he's kind of like, he, you know, he's turning around side to side and looking at it, and he goes, do you know what you're going to call it? And I said, I, th- I think I'm going to call it R2M Golf Academy. You know, I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm the second. My dad was the first. And rather than RM2, I think I'm going to put the two in the middle, and we'll call it R2M. Yeah. And he says, I have a suggestion hmm. before you finalize that. I said, what's that? He goes, I think you should call it, jungle with flag sticks I said, I said thanks you can leave now right I mean it Bye. Was, yeah it, you can go you can go I mean it was, it was totally overgrown right I mean and, and so you could hardly see the sticks you know I thought he was getting ready to say something serious yeah um and so you know that that kind of puts it in perspective um you know I mean I, I my superintendent from Silverhorn came out and and um and looked at it for me and and kind of did a quick analysis and you know, I'll never forget. He walked out, and a couple assistants that came with me from Silverhorn are there, and, and we're standing. We're literally standing on the putting green. Yeah. And um, I said, you know, can you look at the putting green? You're going to do a soil sample for me. You know, you kind of look around yeah. the facility. What do you think? And yeah. And he's he's looking around, kind of turns a 360, says, you, you said you had a putting green here, right? Yeah. Where's it at? <laughs> I said, I said you're a superintendent. You're standing on it. Yeah. And he put his head down, and he said like a couple four letter words, right? And then he, yeah. he's. And he says, man, you got a lot of work to do. Right. And so it, it was it was kind of during that three month process where I realized, hey, we we probably should not tell anybody until we can get this at least, you know, um, yeah. respectable. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, sure. So we cut a lot of grass and, and we filled a lot of divots and we threw a lot of sand and put down a bunch of fertilizer. And um, and now, I mean, it, it's it's not it, it's certainly not where uh, where we want it to be, but it's trending that direction. Yeah. Um, big time. And so, uh, as far as, as far as what we offer, it's a um, what we'd call semi-public, right, or semi-private, right, to where we do offer memberships. Okay. Um, so you can come out and, and purchase a, a monthly membership, yeah. um, which gets you unlimited use of the driving range. Okay. Um, or you can come out and you can just purchase golf balls by the bucket. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, myself and then three other people that teach golf lessons out okay. there. Who are the other instructors? Um, so Heather Weedage okay. is, is out there. She teaches with me. She's um, a PGA associate, so she's working towards her PGA certification. Um, Jake Almendares, uh, he also came with me from Silverhorn. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Alviar does some teaching out there with us too. He's, okay. he's actually a, a teacher, the head golf coach at Madison High School. Oh, awesome. Um, and so when he's got you know some free time weekends and summers, he's out there teaching some golf lessons. Okay. Um, and so between the, the, the four of us, we really handle all the instruction, yeah. uh, Heather heads up our junior program. So, uh, she's really in charge of, of our PGA junior league and a lot of the stuff we do with the kiddos, which is awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah. The, the Enzo loves a cat. Is that Academy? That is. Yeah. Yeah. Loves Academy. Yeah. And to, now are you going to do a summer camp like that for kids? So we, we have a summer league like a summer that. League? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, Talk we, about that. we meet on Thursday evenings, okay. um, much like we did in the spring. So it's a Thursday evening, hour and a half practice. Okay. Um, that's every Thursday through the summer for June yeah. and July. Okay. And then we play tournaments on the weekends. So the events are normally Saturday afternoons. Um, in those two months, we'll play six to seven events. That's cool. Uh, really, really a cool program, and, and Heather does a fantastic job with it. I mean, she's like um, just a wizard when it comes to the kids, right? And, yes. and playing with them and coming up with games and ways to make it fun. And, um, you know, there are times when I'm scratching my head and, and, you know, she's got an idea that's like, yeah, I can't believe that, that you came up with that and it's got the kids focused and um, yes. truly, truly lucky to have her in my corner in that regard. Yeah, uh, Heather, Heather's awesome. We, yeah. Enzo does not want to miss Academy. Awesome. Like, no, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's like, awesome. you can be dead tired. He does not want to miss Academy. So what you put together is incredible. Cool, cool. Um, Love to hear that. Yeah, so, so you know, kind of wrapping this up, I, I, I think about 
you know, you're, you're doing a lot of instruction. You got mm -hmm. You got, you've got your driving rings here, you know, so what is, what's the next phase of what you want to do out there with R2M golf Academy? What is that next phase that you're wanting to look at now for the future? Sure. Um, you know, that's, that's a great question. We, um, you know, my, my staff kind of gives me a hard time and they say, you know, you've always, you've always got, um, you always got something going on, you know, something up your sleeve, you know, they, they worry sometimes if I go outside and I just stand on the patio. Oh yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. They're like, what's he thinking about out there? Like, is, <laughs> is he going to order some more rocks to lay down somewhere? Is he going to get another pallet of sod? Right. right. So, is he going to get the honeybees? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like what's going on next? You know, he's got a bee box out there. What, you know, what, what's he doing? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm super passionate about, uh, about food and wine. Right. Okay. I mean, that, that's, an, that's another passion of mine. And so yeah. um, during COVID last year, we had a kitchen built out there. Um, it's a very small studio style kitchen. Yeah. Um, and so we, we do offer food service out there. Uh, we've really kind of spiced the, the place up a bit in regards to like outdoor hangout seating yes. areas. So uh, while the golf is, is super important to me and, and, you know, certainly teaching golf is, is my passion. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to create more of a, a social outlet for people. Yeah. Uh, so that it, it's a scenario where you can come out there and you can hang out and right. you can order food, you know, we're, we're a BYOB facility. So if you want to bring a bottle of wine or, or, you know, six bottles of tequila, like you said, right. you know, Hey, then, right. then bring them and, and bring some friends and, and you can hang out and slap some golf balls while you do it. And, yes. um, kind of, kind of make it that type of an atmosphere where you, you don't feel like, um, you don't feel like you have to leave, right? If, if yeah. you know, you're, you're there and you've got the golf and you've got something to eat and you've got something to drink and you've got friends and it's, you know, if, if you want, it's outside. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so relax and, and hang out and enjoy. And how late are you open? Uh, so we're nine to nine. Nine to nine. Yeah. Okay. Seven, day, seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yep. Nine to nine. Easiest way to get there off Austin Highway is, is what, what's, tell me that road. Ira Lee. Ira Lee. Ira Lee. Yeah. Come down Ira Lee. You'll see it right there. Yeah. If you're coming from Austin Highway. It's going to be on your right. Correct. If you're coming from 410, it'll be on your left. If you're coming 410 from the north side of town, um, it uh, I really on, off the access road of 410 will be on your right hand It'll side. Be on your right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah, the yeah. golf academy when you get down there will be on the left. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we can't leave this episode without talking about your kiddos, your family, sure, your twins, sure. You know, I mean, you have twin girls. Talk about your family and what, what do they what do they think about golf? I'm curious. Uh, they're crazy. First of all, my family's crazy. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I think I think a lot of people would say that about their families, right? You live inside that that uh, those four walls with them, and it's like you see things, and it's like, oh, these, you know, I'm responsible for these people. Yes. Like, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, and so you already mentioned Jack, Jack's got bonkers energy, right? I mean, the, the guy never stops. Um, and his twin sisters are much like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, they have, they have some downtime, but, uh, but, but they're crazy energetic, uh, always doing something. They, they, they love to come out to the driving range and run around like crazy and, and, you know, play with the animals and see the nature. And, um, as you mentioned, you know, they, they want to see the honeybees, right. Or, yes. or, you know, I mean, it's, um, it, we're definitely a go family, right? I mean, we're, we're on the move. Um, and so Jack has gotten into golf, right? Jack, yes. uh, he's part of the junior team. He was with Enzo at the, one of the tournaments. A absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's kind of gotten into golf. Um, it's cool that he's taken to it at a younger age than I did because, yeah. you know, I didn't have the energy he does and I kind of like snuffed it, but, yeah. um, but he, he's taken to it. I don't know how much of that is, is just, you know, my involvement with it. Yeah. Um, the girls that, you know, Although they're young, they're four and a half now. You know, they uh, they seem like they're starting to express a little interest, ah, very cool. which is kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. so I'm excited to I'm excited to kind of see where that goes. Yes. Um, I I don't think I want to teach any of them. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to the stuff we do with the juniors, I'm always like, hey, uh, let's put Jack in like Jake's group or Heather's group or yeah. something. Right. I mean, I, I don't. Um, it's hard. It, it's really difficult. I mean, it's he, hard. he literally has, has told me like, dad, you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, Oh, that, now see that. See, I feel better. I just want you to know, I feel so much better yeah. because I thought I was the only one going through this with yeah. my son. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, here I was a teacher, mm -hmm. COVID happens. I'm trying to teach my son. And he's like, you're, you're not my teacher. I was like, I taught for 11 like years. I, like I did this. <laughs> like, this is how this roof is over your head, right? Yes. Like, um, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know what? It does make sense in the mm -hmm. long run. I've talked to a lot of dads that have had, you know, kids have moved on. They're in college, what have you. Yeah. 
They've all told me the same thing. Just be patient with it. Mm-hmm. They come around and then they start asking, right? So yep. there's that, that point where they eventually realize, well, maybe my dad does know yeah, something. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's not a total idiot. I don't know. Maybe it's just Seriously. something. Yeah. What are your girls like? What are they into? Um, they're uh, Right now, they just started swimming. Oh. Right. So that's that's kind of exciting. Okay. Um, and, and they're into dance, right? So they, they do uh, a dance class once a week. Nice. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that they're going to be be into golf here soon. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, but like I said, they, they've got a ton of energy, so they're, they're going to be active outside. I think just like Jack is. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm excited for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've, uh, they've got a little club. They kind of mess around with in the backyard. And, um, I think we're probably getting close to the time where maybe, maybe yeah. they can come to the driving range, yeah. um, without putting themselves or somebody else at danger. Right. right. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think probably in the next year we can introduce that to them a little more seriously. And I'm, um, really looking forward to that. I mean, it's, it's a blast, um, to just, just to see them and, and, you know, to have Jack out there and kind of see his energy for it, I think is so cool. It is cool. Now, what advice, I think this is important Mm -hmm. and I wanted to ask you this, um, because you started a little later and you and I've had a couple of conversations Mm -hmm. about this, right. In, In terms of golf. Sure. What advice would you give parents uh, for their kids with the, with this game, because you know Enzo's played in some tournaments, and you know these kids are shooting seventy six. They're eleven mm-hmm. years old. Um, one kid, you know, he shot par. Mm-hmm. You know, TPC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. and I'm I'm just looking, going, okay, I, I that just my mind just it's hard for me to even understand that. Sure. What is what, what do you when you look at it the kind of the way this is trending because mm-hmm. it's younger, obviously kids are younger and younger and younger and they're sure. playing. What are your thoughts on that? And what would you advise parents in terms of the instructional part? Uh, you know, I, I go back to kind of what I said earlier about patience, right? I mean, I, and I think, um, you know, the, the parents sometimes of the, of the kids are equally as guilty uh, of being impatient okay. as, as maybe the student is, right? Yeah. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that, it, you know, everybody develops at their own pace, Right. And so it's yeah. it's really hard, um, you know, as a as a parent of a, of a kid to say, you know, well, so and so is making progress. Right. Or, or so and so is, you know, my son's friend is, you know, just shot even par or is, is seems to be progressing at a faster pace. You know, why isn't my kid doing that? Right. And um, and I think that's a dangerous path to go down. Right. Because, you know, we're, we're talking about this being a game that you'll play the rest of your life. Right. Um, and that everybody's, everybody's going to develop and, and learn golf at a different pace, just like they'll, just like they'll develop and learn at a different pace in school. Yeah. Um, and so you, you think those comparisons are, are dangerous, right? And, and so I think probably the, the best advice I could give is, is just to be patient. Yeah. And as long as they're having fun, right. And they associate golf with fun, yeah. um, then you're doing fine. Yeah, right? um, I love that. Yeah, and, and and you'll you'll figure out like if it really clicks for them and it's something they want to do, then then all of a sudden they're asking you to go to the course. You're not asking them. Yep. Um, but in, until that point, I mean, it's just I think if, if they if they're associating it with with something that's enjoyable, then then you're winning. Then you're winning. That's you're, the point. Then you're winning. Right. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. And so that's why I mean, I just I I, I want to say this again. Your academy, mm-hmm. you know, if, if for parents out there. If you're look if if you're looking for a very uh, um, it's not intimidating, right? Sometimes these academies for kids can be a little intimidating. Like, oh my gosh, what are they going to be doing? Sure, you've got every level in the rainbow in your academy from sure. kids just starting to kids that have been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing about it is that Enzo wants to go and he yeah. doesn't want to miss. And uh, we have a friend, uh, our buddy uh, Gilly Histon, started going Malachi. Yeah, you know. He wants to go. He wants to be there. And that, to me, the fun aspect of golf mm-hmm. is is really the piece where you can get, you know, they get excited about it. Then they're not. it's not as intimidating. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, and, I, and I think you guys do a really good job. So the summer camp starts when? Uh, so that starts the, the first Thursday in June. First Thursday in June. Yep. What's the best way for people to, to get their kids signed up for that? Uh, so you can reach out to us via the website um, okay. or the email uh, address. So it's uh, R-I-I-M Golf Academy at R-I-I-M Gmail. R-I-I-M uh-huh. Golf Academy 
at Gmail. Okay. Um, and, and just inquire that way. We can get you all the registration info that you need and, and kind of go from there. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And it goes June, uh, June all the way through July, it every does. Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's killer. Yep. And, and, and trust me, parents, you are, your kids are going to flat out love it. It's, it's, they mix the, it's fun. It's fun. I just, you know, it's I fun. watch him in there. Like he's engaged literally from beginning to end. Yeah, we're 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 serious about it, and and like we're pretty goofy at the same time. Yeah. Right? So at, you know, at any given moment, there might be like a hula hooping contest that just breaks out. Of course. Right. But, but I mean, that's that's valuable because you know, of course, hula hoops and golf go together. Right? They go together. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to use your hips. Yeah, darn that's, it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so last thing to put, to wrap this up, your golf tournament's coming up. It is, and it's it's a big deal. You've done it how many years? Uh, this will be the third. Third year, yeah. Raising money, we are okay. So yeah. talk a little bit about this golf tournament, the genesis of it, and how people can sign up. Sure. It's at, and now, it's at TPC. It's at TPC. So yeah. I mean, so enough. You said. need to go. Enough said. Yeah, exactly. You got to be there. You got to be there, right? Yes. Um, we're we're not playing the Oaks Course. We we are going to play the Canyons, right? Love but, it. Thank you. Um, yeah, there you go. Thank it's, you. It's a little more user friendly. Yeah. Um, but the golf tournament, uh, it holds a special place for me, uh, because it's it's in memory of my dad who passed a few years ago from cancer. Okay. Um, when he passed away, my mom opened a nonprofit in his name. Um, with his his military time, uh, we've named it the Colonel Foundation, right? So that's cool. Uh, and so it it raises funds um, for research against uh, cholangiocarcinoma. Okay. Um, which is what he passed from. Okay. Um, and so it, it's something that obviously is is um, special to me. Yeah. Um, previous to this event, um, we did some some fundraising for uh, various organizations involving breast cancer. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. Uh, and so I, I really love the the aspect of being able to to host these events and and be able to raise some money for for good causes. Yeah. Um, and this one in particular, obviously, it, it, it just hit very close to home. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it was it was a no brainer after he passed. We said, hey, you know, we're we're going to try and um, as terrible as it is, we're going to try and, and do something positive out of this. Yes. Um, so, so she opens this nonprofit. Um, I put together the, the golf tournament. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it's going to be a good time. You know, the, the last couple have been a good time. We get family that come in from out of town and, and a lot of my, um, a lot of my clients are, are game for it. You know I mean? Yeah. Scrambles are a good time, right? I mean, oh, any, awesome. any of y'all that have, have out there that have played in, in scrambles, you know, say, Hey, it's, it's a time to go out and, and you know, it's, it's the, um, what I call kind of the, the bowling of golf, right? Yeah. I mean, you can go out and have a few drinks and, yes. and have a good time. And, and, you know, you're slapping the ball around, you're with friends um, you're doing something positive. It's at a beautiful facility. Raising money for a great cause. Yeah. Raising money. Um, and so following the event, we normally do a silent auction. We, we get a lot of donations, you know, cool prizes for that. Okay. Uh, and so it, it's, uh, it's something that I certainly love all the support we can get. Yes. Um, and you can reach out, you know, via that same email to, to us to get registered for that. Um, you know, we can do teams. We have whole sponsorships. Okay. Um, do you have pricing already? Everything already set for we teams? We do. Yeah. Okay. So te- awesome. teams are, are six hundred a team. Okay. Uh, you can do whole sponsorships for seven fifty okay. or twelve fifty. All right. Um, and so we we would uh, we would love the support and and love to see you out there. Yeah. So okay. So I I just gonna tell six hundred a team. Let me just tell you guys, go sign up now. You're not gonna play TPC for six, for four people for six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing opportunity to play yeah. TPC. And while you're at it, sponsor a few holes, okay? Yeah. Um, all, especially all the real estate agents. You've made pl- we've made really good money this year. <laughs> Let's support this. We Luxury Home Magazine is going to be there. We're going to have a team. Uh, Shane, Shane, you're going to have a team. So Shane Tolkheim, <laughs> you better make sure you have your team ready as well. Awesome. Well, Rob, listen, I want to thank you for being on TM3 Impact. We're going to have the link uh, for the email to fi- find out about the golf tournament. Okay. On the uh, on on all of our you know uh, from. YouTube to uh, to iTunes, it's going to be all over, so people can find out more, and they can also uh, reach out about the Golf Academy. Thank you for being on TM3 Impact, my friend. Of course, thanks Have for having me this morning. Have an amazing day training. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, take yeah, care. You got it. Please.